It's green for go, they're racing. He says go, he says Tara, and Tiger Tara roars away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race, the rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat, a miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane. Paul Cochran with you. I've got Amanda Rando with me. Amanda, we caught up yesterday at the Harness Racing New South Wales and Club and Angle Industry Awards. Great day and we, we managed to then catch up with several of the leading participants in the Miracle Mile on the back of the barrier draw. Exciting times. Um, it's been a bit of market movement in the, the, the sort of 12 to 24 hours since then and thought today might be the day to break that down. Yeah, no, uh, uh, there was plenty of actions. As soon as that uh, barrier draw was finalised, the the market for the Miracle Mile this Saturday night changed complexion complexion immensely. So uh, it's good that we have a special guest with us today to break all that down. We do. We've got Andrew Giorgio from the tab. Mate, welcome to the show. Uh, long time listener, first time first time caller. Is it the way it goes? Yeah, that's right, Paul. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul. And uh, hello to you too, Amanda. Uh, can't wait for this race on Saturday. And uh, it should be uh, should be an absolute cracker again. And one of the questions that I'll be asking definitely is, do they break the track record? Oh, well, gee, wouldn't that be exciting, Amanda? I mean, yeah. they'd have to sizzle if that's the case. Well, look, you've got some very talented horses here and all very capable of running a, a sleek time, I think, is the, the record 146.9 held by Myfield Marshall. So I think they definitely have the horsepower to do it. Yeah, well... Um the weather's good too, and that and that's always a good sign of fast racing. I know that there's there's been nights where we've been out at Menangle and you turn up and you go, it just feels like a fast racing night based on the weather alone, and you know everything's sort of steering towards that for this Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. Perfect time of year with the heat and uh, the track. You know, was in fine form last Saturday night. They rated some slick times, so it'll be primed just even better, I think, this Saturday. Well, as we said, there has been some market movement. We spent a bit of time trying to trying to wrap our head around the barrier draw yesterday because the barrier draw certainly helped frame how this race could take shape. Now, before the show, and we, we were sort of working out, well, how are we going to piece this show together? And Andrew just threw a curly one at us. Who leads this race? Now, that, that in itself is probably a really, really interesting question because, well, there's nothing really obvious, Amanda. There isn't because there's a stack of them that have shown early speed in their career and there's a few that are, have been driven lately uh, not out of the gate like Honolulu Honolua Bay and we know he's got a stack of gate speed but he's drawn so well in, in this Miracle Mile field on Saturday night. He'll come into barrier three if that first emergency isn't needed. So, you know, did they change his racing pattern uh you know, but it's been, you know he's been so successful of late, not being burnt out of the gate. But he gets this good draw in a million dollar race. So what are they going to do? Well, the one I threw up, Andrew, was potentially Spirit of St Louis. So he probably goes from one with given that Major Meister is the first emergency and drew one. Um, we saw that tactic employed in the Hunter Cup. We saw it again employed uh, in the sprints on Saturday night. Worked once, failed the other time, but they went so slow on Saturday night. So it's even hard to almost lock that in, that that might be the tactic. Yeah, but he can't waste that barrier. That's the yeah. thing. So, yeah, we did see him you know, fail, so to speak, uh, in the Victoria Cup. 
But, you know, that was a high-pressure race. And then we saw what he could do when there is no pressure um, on the weekend, and he ended up winning. So th- the question then goes to, well, if they burn him out to lead, is there going to be a lot of pressure on him throughout the race? Can you see any of these horses making mid-race moves to potentially sit outside of him and try and win? I, I can, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jack Trainer actually made a joke about how slow they went um, when he was up on stage yesterday at the awards, didn't he? He said, what did he say Jack Callaghan should be put in jail for, yeah. <laughs> for stealing that race or something? Um, no, I can't see this field letting Jack Callaghan get away with that. No, no, definitely not. It'll be similar to that last time Spirit of St. Louis uh, went forward in that that Victorian feature. So, you know, you've got proven uh, death seat horses in this race too, like um, the five catch a wave and as well as the 10 expensive ego. We, we caught up with Luke McCarthy yesterday post the barrier draw and he said, you know, he, where he's drawn out so wide and Luke's happy to, to just drive him, you know, based on how the tempo of the race pans out. But he said he's very comfortable to post him outside the leader. He's won in sub-150 in that death seat before and he's not afraid to put him there. Yeah, I mean, and we don't expect Captain Ravishing will want to get across, you know, from the arm and and take the lead given how the Chariots of Fire race played out. You know, you you sort of said you thought Captain Ravishing might be best placed to save himself up for the the end, that 500 metres at the end. I, I would. Uh, you know, his point-to-point speed is electric and as I said yesterday, say he only has to run home the last 500 metres or the last quarter, the last 400 metres, I think particularly if some of these other horses are, you know, burning plenty of fuel early in the race, he's, Captain Ravishing is just so fast that it's going to play right into his hands if, if they drive him like that. So for me, I'd love to see him driven cold early and off the speed and make that one crack at them and in in Victoria that's how he has been driven he's been you know he sort of stayed out of that early speed battle and then works his way into the race either outside the leader or to the lead so uh, I'm hoping they they stick to that sort of plan all right so it's not captain captain ravishing it's probably not expensive ego we don't think it's hurricane Harley we don't think it's Honolulu Bay based on what we've seen the recent sample size that's been so successful, maybe catch a wave you've thrown up. Yeah, I think. Um, we don't think it's Bravey Kelly, the way Cameron Hart's been driving Bravey Kelly. Um, maybe Mac Dan. And, and Andrew, you're, you're telling us before we came on air, that's where a bit of the money's gone. Yeah, that's right, Paul. So um, it was $21 when the field was finalised for the Miracle Mile. And after the draw, we saw him move $17 into $12. Now, wow. he is easily our worst way in the book um, at this very early stage. Wow. I mean, the, the draw's not not terrible. Uh, with two emergencies drawn inside, so it will shift into six. I mean, Cameron Hart, out of the out of the, the initial barrier draw, drew six and was pretty happy with that. He wasn't disappointed with that because it's that neutral kind of spot. So that's where Mac Dan would go into. We, we think Nathan Jack's going to take that drive as well. Uh, on Mac Dan, so uh, could could Barrier be playing a part with that type of movement, Amanda? Do you think? I'm not sure. He he sat outside them to in the Newcastle Mile. Yeah. So he's another horse that's quite capable of sitting in the death seat and yeah. and and winning. You know, they rated one fifty one and change in that Newcastle Mile, so it wasn't like they went slow. Uh, and he had such good form in Victoria prior to that. He won two heats of the Inter-Dominion over the staying trip. But I think at Menangle, to it's not just about speed. You've got to be able to sustain that. And I think Mac Dan has, has 
those qualities. We saw him win the Newcastle Mile last year with that Nathan Jack took him out, led him up and just held on. Like when he won the Newcastle Mile this year, that was Mark Pitt doing the drive. If Nathan Jack's going back in, I wonder if the tactics change and he might he could potentially be our leader and I wonder if the punters are thinking like that in, in that flood of money that's come in in the last sort of 12 hours or so, Andrew. Yeah, look, you make a good point about his Newcastle Mile wins and you know, we have seen him you know, do work in both of those editions and get the cash. This is a totally different yeah, race though. Yeah, but right. to your point, yeah, where does that early money sort of come from? And it could be what we're talking about now, the fact that he will go forward early and put himself either in the lead or outside the lead. And that's that's where customers really want to know where they're, where they're getting value. And at the $21, which what he was at that time, they thought, well, that's too good to you know, to pass up for a horse that's going to be right in the action from the outset. Yeah, yeah. So Spirit and Louis will go, we expect, as we said, we'll go from one. We don't quite know the tactics, but we can probably jump to some conclusions. And uh, Jack Callaghan... Uh, was really, really happy with how the horse is progressing when we spoke to him yesterday, Amanda. Wasn't unhappy with the draw. He wanted to be close to the pegs uh, initially. Maybe not one. He was hoping for two. Um, so he's, but he'll, he'll go from one. And uh, this is a horse that nearly won the Miracle Mile last year. Yeah, and, and in Jack's words, he said, you know, he finished second to King of Swing last year and King's not in the race this year. So he was very confident. And look, if he does come out of barrier one, it, it's it's not the worst. You know, if the speed is on, uh, it, it can be a good position to be in. So you just hope that the speed's genuine throughout the race. Otherwise, you know, you could risk uh, being pocketed in. But, um, you know, Spirit of St. Louis, he's just got... Such a great record at Menangle over the mile as well. So you've, you've got to take that into consideration and hence why he's one of the popular ones in the market. Well, he was the early favourite for the Inner Dominion for a reason. You know, quality horse. Um, has You guys have kept him pretty safe, Andrew. And like when we, as we record this, $4.50 in fixed betting. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, look, we know how good he is. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can push his price out any further, especially from where he's drawn. You. He's, you know, what you see is what you get. $4.50, he's going to give you a great run for your money. He's going to be close enough to the speed, whether he's leading or behind the leader. I can't see him being any further than that. So the, the four fifty for mine is you know, why our traders are keeping him very safe. Yeah, and it's got that McCarthy touch. The, you know, Jack Callaghan is one of the rising stars of our sport um, you know, and a proven performer in Grand Circuit Racing too, Amanda. So yeah. what about Hurricane Harley? The Amanda Turnbull engagement's interesting. Um He's been kept well. I think we saw nine dollars yesterday for Hurricane Harley when, and so elevens now. What are your thoughts, Amanda? Yeah, look, I think Hurricane Harley. He's uh, had four starts back with Emma Stewart. Uh, so Emma used to train this horse, and then he, he spent a bit of time over in Western Australia. So I think this horse is just starting to to wind back up uh, in her care. Amanda's had Amanda Turnbull's had a lot of experience driving this horse before, and and success in big races too and she mentioned yesterday he, he can be a bit of a quirky horse so you just can't put any driver on him hence why the owners and uh, breeders Bill and Ann Anderson reached out for Amanda to take the drive so you know he got into the race he finished second in in the Schweppes sprint last Saturday night at Menangle and it was a good run and I think he's only going to improve again from from you know now having his fifth start in Emma Stewart's care. We talked yesterday and we you know, I made the comment that I thought if if there was a surprise in the field that 
if you had to pick one, some people were saying that it was Hurricane Harley, but certainly they're on merit, uh, earned that spot. I know that earlier in the week on, on the sprint lane, we talked about Hurricane Harley as potentially one to watch. So, you know, we're, some was on plenty of radars. I think the Amanda Turnbull engagement is, is prominent. Um, you know, and given she's got form on that, on that horse and the quirks that she identified, you know, we, we have to take that into account. Has there been any nibbles for Hurricane Harley, Andrew? Not really, Paul. Uh, yeah, it was nine dollars shortly after the field was finalised. It was nine fifty uh, yesterday, and out to eleven dollars today. So it is on the drift slightly. Hasn't been a great deal of interest for Hurricane Harley so yep. far. Okay, uh, the one that uh, the one that's been I've been posted as the favourite early, and for good reason. Honolulu Bay, Andrew. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are, are wary of Honolulu Bay. Two eighty hasn't budged from that price, and I would suspect. I know you talked about Mac Dan as being the one where the money's come from, but I would I would suspect there'll be a bit come in for Honolulu Bay in the in, in the lead up to the race. Yeah, well, we had three dollars fifty available for Honolulu Bay uh, pre-draw, uh, so you know, good luck to those customers that secured the three fifty. You're getting two dollars eighty now, and yeah, we saw um, yeah how good he was on the weekend, and uh, look, I'd say that's probably his right price. I can't see him getting in any shorter. Um, it might might even get out slightly, um, yeah, closer to race time. Yeah, um, couldn't have been more impressive, Hunter Cup, and then again on Saturday night, Amanda. Yeah, exactly. So Saturday night was Honolulu Bay's second start at Menangle, and uh, David Moran had to get going quite early with the horse, and you know he powered home. Like the last three quarters were all in twenty seven and change and and he's he's made ground on the horses in front of him to win that race and you know we heard from a few drivers yesterday not many horses do that at Menangle. well i you know rightly the favorite i would have thought you know that that wasn't a massive surprise and, and then when we had was it cameron hart and jack calligan yesterday when you you asked the question of them directly which is the horse that you're wary of, and they both said Honolulu Bay without hesitation, didn't they? Yeah, without hesitations, particularly now with this draw. Like, he'll come into barrier three. So, you know, David Moran has plenty of options there, and he, he he's going to be close to the action. So you've, you really have to respect that. Yeah, good luck to David. He's, we've seen him have a few runners-up checks at at, um, at Manangle on some, some really leading fancies. So, you know, I don't think anyone would begrudge him a miracle mile if he can, if he can get Honolulu Bay across the line. Uh, Catch a Wave was so impressive in the Chariots of Fire, Andrew. Um, you know, at, at $4, um, probably rightly the second favourite for the race. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's hard not to put him as the $4 second favourite. Uh, the only sort of argument there you can say is that you were taking a far better price for him against Captain Ravishing in the Chariots, and now you're actually getting a slightly better price for Captain Ravishing. If you're willing to sort of take that, um, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, four dollars is probably his right price. Might might get out a touch, depending. Uh, but thirty four dollars when the market first opened, yeah, um, yeah sort of. You know, we're looking at early December, and it was uh, was as much as fifty one dollars, believe it or not. Wow. Um, yeah. So just some flux to give you. Catch a wave twenty one out to thirty one when he ran fourth in the pale face. And uh, the morning of the chariots, so before he won, he was still $51. Wow. Um, and then after beating Captain Ravishing, 
came into $8 after that, and it's just continued to firm ever since. Yeah, I bet some punters are wishing they got a piece of that 50 to 1, Amanda. Um, yeah, super impressive in the chariots. What do you make of it? Obviously, the, the Gath stable have taken him back to Victoria, and we'll do that, that trip. Is there enough time in between the chariots and the Miracle Mile when they go into retention barn to think, well, that's not really an issue at all? Yeah, and he proved that. So he raced in the, the Chariots qualifi- qualifier a week before the Chariots and then Andy Gath took him back to, to Victoria and brought him back up in time for the retention for the Chariots and it paid off. Yeah, yeah. So the travel's really become a, a non-issue for anyone out there who's thinking that that, that might might apply. Yeah, well, Andy Gath is so well-seasoned in, in campaigning his horses into state, and I know they, they stop halfway at Tarkata, they let the horses out, they let them have a roll around, something to eat, something to drink, and, you know, the the drive itself, it's a, a straight road, so the horses aren't um, knocked around too much at all, so th- they handle it really well. What do you make of it? I mean, that, that was so impressive in the Chariots of Fire. Like, it, that, a, a repeat of that sort of performance is going to be really hard to to sort of not win the Miracle Mile. Yeah, it was a great run by the horse, but an even better drive by Kate Gath. She just drove uh, to beat Captain Ravishing. She knew her main rival. She knew how to beat him. And just even in the home straight, she she dictated the race outside the leader. You know, they didn't go too hard after that early burn. And then even in the home straight, she sort of ducked in behind Captain Ravishing, saved a bit of... A uh, bit of ground in in that respect, and then peeled out to win the race. So, yeah, Kate Gath, if she produces a drive like that on Saturday night, she could win this Miracle Mile. Incredible to think that the outsider in the field is is the horse that had everyone talking on Saturday night, and that's Bravey Kelly. Um, you know, it would be unusual, Andrew. I guess that's why you guys are looking at it for one of the mares to come out and win this race. Yeah, very much so. $31 when it did get into the field. It's now out to 34. We've had no interest whatsoever. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that to change, Amanda? Uh, No, I don't. Particularly a lot of people, you know, they probably have that thing in their mind that mares haven't had a lot of success in this race. I think is it three mares, two mares have won the race, Andy? Yeah, it sounds about right. And then when you... Just to cut in there, Amanda, when you think about some of the great mares that have gone into the into the Miracle Mile and haven't won it, can you honestly see, yeah, you know, with all due respect, Brave You Kelly knocking off this this great field? Oh, I can't see it happening. Yeah, does the Cameron Hart factor play any role? Oh, you've got to respect that, and you know he drives at Menangle at least you know two days a week, so he's probably got more experience at that track than and than some of his other rivals that are you know coming in from interstate. So, look, you can't take anything away from Brave View Kelly. She was very impressive uh, winning the Queen Elizabeth on Saturday night. My question to Mark around that too, it was such a tough effort, Paul, and is she going to be able to back up? Yeah, it was a, it was a huge performance just to, to win that race, wasn't it? However, I mean, Cameron, Cameron this is a horse that Cameron Hart identified sort of more than, well, a couple of months ago and said, I, I want in. You know, he told us on the podcast yesterday that – he, he did get in touch with Jack Trainer and, and said, hey, don't forget me if this one becomes available. Uh, he's made a play. He deliberately wanted in. However, as he said, it wasn't about the Miracle Mile. It was about the Mayor's Race, wasn't it? About the Queen Elizabeth. So, Yeah, yeah that's the, their main That was their was, grand final, essentially. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, you know, let, in a race like this, I, I don't think you can put a pen through any of these, anything in the field. Um, as you said, Andrew, it's probably... 
one that you guys be prepared to take on. Yeah, very much so. But uh, just listening to what you're saying there, Paul, I think you've convinced me I'm going to have a few dollars each way on it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we talked a bit about Mac Dan. Um, just to come back, so the, the, the six barrier, Amanda. Yeah, going from six. What's yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's similar to what Andrew was saying before. Like the way the market's gone and considering he's been so well supported, obviously a lot of people are thinking he's the leader. Yeah, and and that's, you know, as we said, it, you know, we might as well have a dartboard in here and put all the horses' names up and throw it and see which one we pick out as the leader because we don't, we don't know. No. You know, we're, we're trying to have educated guesses and that's the one that we think we can come up with and it might – might be a reason why there's been that that weight of money that Andrew talked us through early. Uh, Captain Ravishing is obviously the, you know, the I guess the the horse on everyone's lips right across the country based on some performances that were very very successful and credible, and then equally one that you know went around at a dollar fifteen here at Tabcorp Apartment Angle a couple of weeks ago and and didn't go to plan in the Chariots of Fire. So for for two very contrasting reasons, this horse remains the buzz horse in the country. Yeah, he does. And I think it's just his scintillating speed. I think it just has a lot of people, um, you know, gobsmacked how fast he actually is. So Captain Ravishing, he was favourite for the Miracle Mile for quite some time. And then obviously after his run in the chariots, uh, that all changed. But look, I'm a Captain fan. Obviously, I've had a close connection with the horse, but I think... You know, I think he can forgive him for his run in the Chariots of Fire, and I think five dollars that he he's into now at Tab Fixed odds is good value. He, you know, he did work really hard out of the gate that night. He still ran second to a very good horse in Catch a Wave, and he ran a sub one fifty mile on a very wet track on a night where only one leader won. Only one leader yeah. won across that whole card. So to con- consider he still ran second in that sub-150 time. He hung really bad as well. So hopefully connections can straighten him out. And, you know, if he's not part of an early burn, we know how fast he is point to point. And I think $5 that he's in now is great value. Gee, I tell you what, punters who like him, Andrew, must be going, be queuing up saying, give me some of that fives. Well, I get a I get a sense of nature strip about yeah, this horse because yeah. when nature strip has been rolled as an odds on favourite, he's always come out next start and won. Yeah, um, yeah, we're getting yeah five dollars for Captain Ravishing now, a dollar sixty six a place. Yeah, you were taking a dollar fifteen in the chariots and you yeah. got rolled to to win. Uh, so to give you a, an idea of his flux for Miracle Mile, Amanda mentioned he was the long time favourite. Opened up at three dollars fifty to win the Miracle Mile in December. Got into as low as a dollar sixty on Chariots Morning to wow. win the Miracle Mile. Yep. Once Catch a Wave knocked him off, back out to two dollars fifty, and now we're getting five dollars. That's that's too good a price for me not to take. So I'll so, be taking some of that. Five. So what was the movement on the barrier draw? Uh, it, it wasn't much of a, a difference from the draw, to be honest with you. It's been five dollars and pretty solid. Yeah, so right. The draw didn't really affect his price. So do you think? It's literally like, I mean, if you put all the pictures of these horses up and you had a, a question mark magnet to put, that would be the one you'd put the question mark on. Because there's just so many unknowns. Like there was, you know, questions about whether the horse was well after the chariots of fire, which is absurd really when you think about the time you just mentioned, Amanda. Yeah. You know, they I still went very fast. He did. I think he he's shown his hung in some of his starts uh, before, but probably not 
that bad. And I think after the race, he, it, it took him just a little bit to, to um, overcome it. And it was such a hot night. He was in the retention barn. Like he had a lot of things going on. And then the race meeting was delayed. We start, started two hours later. So he had a lot of things going against him. He was very worked up. And I think they were just a bit concerned how he recovered for the, from the run. But they've had vet work done on him and bloods as well. And all it's all good. It's fine. So if just to, I guess, pick you up on that, so it was delayed, retention barn. I mean, the delay probably isn't going to happen, but the retention barn will happen again. We've seen before some horses just don't like it. Yeah. Again. And is Captain Ravishing potentially falling into that bracket? And, and, well, and hence people are going, well, what have we got here? Have we got a legit contender? Well, he was in the retention barn for the New South Wales Derby as well. And uh, some people have, you know, written him off for, th- for that run but he sat last in that race and and finished last but he still come home in 54 and it wasn't much slower than what the winner ran in that race late to fame so even though he finished last in that race it was still a good run if, if you look at the times he ran and just knowing the horse's preparation leading into that New South Wales derby into the retention barn Connections even struggled getting him to the retention barn that time because of the the floods uh, we had in Sydney. So he was lucky to even make it on time, on deadline to get there. But the horse himself uh, was quite relaxed in there. So, um, you know, you can look at it that he's been in the retention barn twice for, I guess you could say, you know, not efforts that you expect him to yep. do, but if you actually break down the New South Wales Derby, the times he ran home, in, it wasn't that bad, even though he finished last. And then obviously all those things that worked against him in the chariots the other week as well, he's had excuses each time. Okay. All right. Well, your camp captain ravishing, I know that. Um, I guess to, he said, what, he's had three runs at, at Tabcorp Apartment Angle? Yeah. He, yeah he Hasn't had, fired a shot. He, no. Well, he, second he, in two of them, but yeah. hasn't won a race at Tabco Apartment Angle. Do no. we take that into account? Maybe. He does yeah. He does like to look around and stargaze a little bit as well. Yeah. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully connections can, can iron that out for this million-dollar race yeah, on Saturday yeah. night. He'd be one of the few horses in this race that's never won a race at Tabco Apartment Angle, wouldn't he? Just looking through the field, yeah. I think so. Maybe hur- what about Hurricane, Hurricane Harley? Harley. He's yeah, the only so one. he may have, but yeah, it's a good point you make there, Paul. And um, the the other point I think we've got to take into consideration, and I'm not using it as an excuse. Like I love the horse, but what Amanda said before was that uh, only one leader got home all night. Yeah, and yeah, he he led for most of that chariots, and let's be honest, there was only one horse that was able to stick with him. He, he beat the rest. Pointlessly, yeah, so yeah. The, the run wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if he were, if he went around as a five dollar shot and got beat, you'd say what a great run. But because he was a dollar sixteen, dollar fifteen, sort of ex- accentuates the failure a little People bit. People looking for excuses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that draws a huge favour. Well, maybe, and it might take a bit of pressure off connections too. Like I just feel with um, not blaming Mark Pitt entirely because you know he's. Dr- he drives to instructions, but maybe there was so much pressure on the horse leading into the races, the buzz horse, and he, you know, he had barrier one, and you know, his short price favorite, one of the the shortest price favorites we've ever seen yeah. for the chariots of fire. So all that pressure, like of of course, you know, they want to come out and lead, and and unfortunately, that's what undid him at the end. Well, we said we said it's the most talked about horse. I mean, 
we've just spent more time talking about Captain Ravishing on this show already than we have any other horse. And, you know, and I guess that was part of, you know, there's those discretionary positions in the race that the board of Clubman Angle allocate who gets them. They gave one to Captain Ravishing and one to Bravey Kelly. David Watson told us yesterday, well, there's a whole heap of factors go into it. The horse had actually performed well enough to earn that spot on performance alone. But then there's also that he, he used the word commercial decisions and, and that that go with it. I mean, we're a case in point. We're, we're talking about this horse. Yeah, everyone's talking about this horse. And I think that's only going to amplify over the next, you know, five days or so in the lead up to the race where people are going to be paying attention to this race. And one horse, I think, will be the one that they'll be intrigued as to how it goes, whether it wins or loses. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, especially, you know, his name's Captain Ravishing and everyone just calls him Captain, like everyone knows. And he's only had 14 starts. So 14 starts to to have a nickname. He He is still very green as well. And you can – you watch him in the – in the parade ring or when he warms up and he's even sometimes in the run, you can just see him looking everywhere. He still is a big baby, yeah. and, but he's just so fast. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll be out there when, when the horses go into retention barn. I'll tell you, he'll, he'll be the one that we want to get video of and we'll want to get the photo of and we'll be asking how he's gone in the retention barn. And, yeah, that's the thing. This horse is delivered already after 24 hours or so I've been uh, put into the field. We're already talking about this horse more than any other. So, yeah, I think um, I, I think the draw is going to might do him a favour. Exactly what you said, Andrew. He only one leader won that night, and he was he drew one that night and had to had to lead him up. So we've got to take that into account as well. And I think from that barrier, they're going to. I think they're going to go back. I think that's the logical thing to do. And I think he's the only horse that can sustain a really really quick sp- sprint. For not only 400 metres, but I reckon he's capable of doing it for a good 800 metres. He's got that big, long back straight there. He's got plenty of time to wind up and and get to the leaders before the turn. And I I think he's more than capable of sustaining that around the bend and into the straight as well. Oh, just even saying that, big, long straight to wind up. You can already picture it, can't you? How exciting is this race going to be? I know. And even just touching on what Andrew's saying, like with the, you know, we saw Captain Ravishing hang at Menangle the other week. I wonder, you know, driven off the pegs, if he'll hang as much as well and given something to chase, his mind will be focused on chasing chasing other horses. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what he's going to produce. Fantastic. And then... The ten, the ten, which will come into eight, is expensive ego. So expensive ego. First past the post in the Inner Dominion when it was at Tabcorp Apartment Angle. So proven, proven performer, proven racehorse at that track uh, with the McCarthy factor. And you know, Luke, Luke, you know, he told us yesterday. He said he would have preferred to draw on somewhere between one and five. He's got ten, but he said, you know, I'll, I'll just spend the week working out how how I'm going to make that work for me. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't kicking stones, was he? No, and they don't call him Cool Hand Luke for no reason. He's super cool and uh, he knows the form of all these horses back to front. And I think Expensive Ego, this is his third Miracle Mile. So he's very experienced here and he's just got a brilliant record over the mile distance at Menangle. He's got a stack of sub-150 mile rates to his name and Luke told us yesterday, you know, the race is going to be so tempo-related, but he's got the horse that can sit outside them in that fast time. And and even, you know, you talk about Cool Hand Luke, even when we were talking to him yesterday on the podcast about Bondi lockdown, and he just, it was like winding him up and he broke down that, 
the strategy and the analytics and, and he could tell you where horses were and if I did this and this is how this – like his mind is just – it feels like it's a bit sharper than a lot of the other driver. He, the way he can break down a race in his head and think about it, I think, I think the McCarthy factor is a thing. It is a genuine thing that we should be taken into account. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, punters, they they back drivers. And Luke McCarthy, you know, he's won 76 Group 1 races, over 2,800 wins in his career. He's one of the the top drivers, defending champion of the race too, mind you. He's won the last three Miracle Miles at King of Swing. And that's the thing, you know, all those race wins you talked about, the three most important ones in this context are the last three were in this race, you know. On one horse, obviously. <laughs> now, yeah, but he still did it. Genuine champion, exactly. He still did it. Not, not many other drivers can say they've done it. Exactly. Do you take the McCarthy factor into account, Andrew? I think you have to, Paul. It's um, you know, You'd be mad not to, especially you know, considering how successful he has been you know, in the last what, 10 years or so. I think we can go back and say that. And um, yeah, He's won the race three times. He's He's got expensive ego here. He's, he's won multiple Grand Circuit and Group 1 races, you know, Wherever he's gone, uh, if if McCarthy wasn't training him, I'd say you'd get far better price than the the current um, twenty three dollars on offer. Do you think he, he he probably doesn't want to lead? But you know, he talked about he's happy to happy to sit in the chair a bit. Like, do, do you think he sort of he tries to burn off the arm, get in front of the captain, and and you know whether he can get in front of if Mac, if we think Mac Dan's the leader, that he sort of trails Mac Dan and just sits and. It seems to be Luke's style in these big races. So expensive ego will be prominent early. I think, yeah, I don't think he'll burn that first 100, 200 metres. I think he'll be happy to just see how the others come out. And, uh, you know, I think he's very confident in putting his horse into the race at some stage. He knows he's tough enough to. So I think Luke's going to be very calculated and all the drivers are because that first 100, 200 metres is going to say a lot of how the race is going to pan out. Yeah, and we, and I guess one of the takeouts we can take from that chat with him yesterday is he'll he'll say, well, okay, I'm I'm next to Captain Ravishing. This is what Mark Pitt's going to do, and I've got Mac Dan there, and this is what Nathan Jack's going to do, and this is what Cameron Hart's going to do. So therefore, this is what I'm going to. do. I think he will have that very clear in his head, and he'll have that plan A, plan B, and he'll go to C if need be. He'll have all that in mind, and he knows what a a mile race plan looks like. And mind you, he? He, he, was, he would know the tactics of Spirit of St. Louis yeah. too. The stable have two runners in yeah. it. So one's drawn the, the inside and one's drawn the outside. So he has that advantage too. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it sets up as a, as a fascinating race. You know, it really does. So well, you guys are going to have so many markets available, Andrew. You've got the, the Miracle Mile Hub. Yeah, that's right. So we'll have the Miracle Mile Hub uh, in operation on the day. Uh, there'll be a number of um, you know, offers in that one, around about 10, 10 or so, and it'll be the, you know, the usual markets that we have you know, um, where you know, the state of the winner you know, has come from. So those um, exotic type bets. So yeah. Those ones there, yeah. You know, like um, you know, hopefully you know, the boys can even put up a you – know, will the track record be broken? I'm not too sure if we're able to offer that one, but it would be good to – Good to put it up there yeah. and, and see if there's any interest in that in that one. Throw some intrigue, wouldn't it? We've got yeah. some money back specials as well uh, throughout the night. Uh, it'll be sort of the first five races. Um, we'll have some money back offers there, and obviously on the Miracle Mile itself too. Yeah, I know Tab were running those um, great bet return offers um, through the Menangle Carnival Menangle Card on Saturday night. So um, yeah, it's you know the, whatever you want to find around this race, Tab's going to offer it. You know, in that Miracle Mile hub. 
Yeah, no, they had some good uh, good markets on offer last week. They had uh, one for the the mile rate as well. You know, are they going to run one forty six break the track record or one forty seven or whatever? So, uh, yeah, interesting markets. All right. See, so you've already told me you're going to have something on Captain Ravishing. You're going to have something on what was it? Hurricane Harley. The Brave You Kelly. Brave You Brave You Kelly. You talked me yeah, into it. Yeah, talked you into Brave You Kelly. Talked you into Captain Ravishing. So there's there's a quarter of the field that you're backing already. Well, yeah, my my record in the Miracle Mile uh, in recent years, Paul, hasn't been great. I mean, I was all over Bondi lockdown. I was a bit of a fanboy yeah, this time last year, and yeah, and we've we've seen where he's gone yeah, since. So yeah. Apologies to connections. Well, I mean, even the even the the emergencies have got a, an element of intrigue about them. You know, we, we're talking about Bondi lock. We talk said that Captain Ravishing is the most talked about horse. Bondi lockdowns, you know, in that grand final as well. Um, thirty-four dollars. So obviously, you got, as a second emergency, you guys clearly don't think he's going to get in the race. And, it, and we said yesterday, it's highly unlikely that an emergency comes in. Is anyone is anyone just having a speculator there? Well, funnily enough, Paul, in the pre-draw market, uh, he was the most popular runner. Wow! And uh, you, you could have could have still got seventeen dollars about him before it went into the final field market, but. In that pre-draw market, which was open since uh, December, he was the most popular runner, and after that, it was Captain Ravishing and Catch a Wave, and between those three, they held eighty percent of that futures market. Wow! So Captain Catch a Wave, sorry, even at that, those big numbers, people were very much so. Oh, yep. Gee, they're astute, aren't they? They know more than us, Amanda. These partners. What about Major Meister? Um, you know, um. Yeah, you know, I know that there's a huge opinion of Major Meister, and and rightly so, based on how he went, particularly in Victoria um, over the last few months. Uh, again, we've said it's it's usually pretty unlikely that an emergency gets in the field, but he's the first emergency. If he does get in, he goes from one. I mean, gee, even that in itself would change the complexion of the race. Exactly right. It will change the the race immensely. And Major Meister, his run was. Superb in the Allied Express sprint on Saturday night. He finished third. He his times were so strong, like it was almost impossible with the quarters they were running for him to finish any closer. So he was really unlucky not to get a run. And as you said, his form in Victoria was so strong. And I know even uh, he's trained by Jason Grimson, and Jason Grimson even creates this you know bit of interest in into the race too. So I think yeah, if Major Meister does get a start, I think you'll see the markets change even more, Andrew. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, our traders are keeping him very safe at that $12 mark. And look, it it is unlikely that he's going to get a start, but you never know what could happen between now and Saturday. And But if he was to get a start, to to your point, the market will change slightly. And yeah, the $12, I can't see It'd it be being single on figures, offer. Wouldn't yeah, it? It'll be single figures. Yeah, yeah, and particularly going from that one. And um, yeah, Cameron Hart's got a... Actually, that in itself would be interesting, wouldn't it? Because... Someone's got to drive him. Cameron Hart's been the driver. I know Cameron, Cameron's got a huge opinion of Major Meister. He's got it in as maybe the best horse he's ever driven. Yeah. Well, conversation. He, he opted to drive him over Majestic Cruiser in Victoria. And, you know, Cam had so much success with Cruiser, as, you know, over in New Zealand and, and interstate as well. So, you know, he obviously does have a big opinion of Major Meister. But, yeah, it will be interesting. I'm not sure when you can, you know, at what stage you can change a driver uh, up until. So, you know, Jason Grimson, he had uh, Josh Gallagher on um, Bonsell Benjamin in the Inter-Dominion. Maybe yeah. he might get the call up. It was the last late decision, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, but he did say to us yesterday, Cameron, that he thought that if that was to play out, 
he thought he'd probably, you know, if time permitted, like you said, within that window of time when you when you are allowed to change it, he thought he might end up on Major Meister and Jack Trainer would end up on Bravey Kelly. Yeah, it's a hard situation because Jack Trainer trains Bravey Kelly. So I know Jason Grimson uses Jack Trainer as one of his drivers in his team, but uh, he wouldn't be able to drive Major Meister if he got a run. So yeah. it kind of puts them, forces them to, to go that way. Yeah. Like we said, if Major Meister gets in the race, that changes everything we've just talked about around who leads and who goes where, and suddenly Spirit of St. Louis is in two and not in one and changes the whole complexion of the race. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, they'd, they'd want to drive uh, Louis more positively early if he comes out of two. Yeah. yeah we, that'd be a game. And then it depends on, well, if Major Meister goes in, someone's dropping out, which one is it? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of audience, a lot of variables. That's the beauty of the Miracle Mile, isn't it? it you know, it's the sort of race that gets us talking. And, um, you know, certainly this year – the, the qualifiers and the discretionary positions at the club and angle board have managed to put in have created a you know a field of you know eight plus two that has got us talking that's what you want yeah exactly and uh, Andrew do you find this more of a, a an even market for the Miracle Mile like there isn't like a, an absolute standout I know Honolulu Honolulu Bay is the favourite but the the prices are quite even yeah that's right I mean there's there's not a great deal between most of them yeah like. To your point, there's no one real standout. We know how good Captain Ravishing can be, but he hasn't proven it against this level of opposition just yet. Yep. And um, yeah, that's why I like the $5. But it's a very even field. One of the, mo- one of the more even fields I think we've seen for a long, long time. It, to me, it, it reminds me a little bit of the Inner Dominion final that we had last year when I cast No Shadow one, that it wouldn't surprise me if something at at decent numbers comes through and wins because it's that even and not necessarily reflected in the market that you know how even it is. Yeah, exactly. And I cast no shadow. I thought he was pretty good odds with the draw he had in that in that race. So um, I was yeah, I got those odds. So I was oh, happy with nice. that. <laughs> well, surprised you're still at work while you throw it around. All right. Well, happy days. Uh, that was fantastic to be able to break down the race and obviously you know the wagering side of it, Andrew is. That's going to move a lot over the next five days or so. Yeah, very much so, Paul. And uh, yeah, that Miracle Mile Hub will be in operation sort of later on in the week. Uh, keep an eye on the TAB website for all the money-back specials that we'll have um, on yeah, the first part of the program and also on the Miracle Mile itself. And uh, don't forget also to tune in to uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central on Saturday yeah. night where uh, we will be showcasing the entire Manangle program. So. Yeah. Uh, another good boost for the Miracle Mile, get a lot more eyeballs onto the race. Absolutely. Amanda, you're part of that coverage. That's going to be fantastic. You know, that, that Sky Thoroughbred Central, you know, the pitches are so sharp and crisp, but it's it's the complete race night. It, it really allows you guys to pour into the conversation around not just the Miracle Mile, but every race, but continually arrowing into what the, the feature of the program is. Yeah, I think that, that wall-to-wall coverage is crucial. And also, you know, there'll be viral um, interviews throughout the night as well with all the trainers, drivers and connections. So, you know, it'll be giving the punters the latest information. You got to start on that, Andrew? Surely one of, one of you or one of your, one of your good-looking rooster mates is going to be Going to be uh, part of that coverage, throwing around some numbers. I'm like the old veteran stage. I've been there, (laughs) done it all before, but I haven't got an invite as yet, but uh, you never know. There might be a scratching during the week and I'll get get the call up off the bench. Don't turn your phone off. What price are you? (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the Miracle Mile Hub. What price, Andrew Georgia, to be part of the coverage. Um, Now, you said that there's been money for Mac Dan early. 
Uh, is that is it normal that we get that sort of sugar hit early after the barrier draw and then it kind of plateaus off? There's a drip feed of money through the week and then we're going to see a, a big flood of it. Is it race day? Is that when we traditionally see it? Yeah, pretty much, Paul. I mean, um, yeah, straight after the draw, you'll you'll see there's usually one or two horses that yeah, a lot of the punters might think, well, yeah, that's probably over the odds. Uh, so they'll they'll take that price, and then it, during the week it sort of plateaus out a bit. Yeah, a, a lot of yeah people will look at the market and say, well, there's not a, a great deal of value for me to jump in now. I'll wait until race day, and that's when you see all the activity. And Amanda, you know what else is intriguing about the Miracle Mile? I think we've got three horses locked into the Eureka slots at the moment. So Leap to Fame's one, but two of them. Is he locked in? Not sure. I think Catch a Wave's Catch locked a Wave's in. locked in and, and Captain, Captain Ravish. Ravish. So, so it is but only two. I wouldn't two. be surprised if Leap to Fame. Yeah, so it is only two and both of them are in this race. So I think you guys at the tab will be paying particular attention to. Well, I think ravishing is yeah, very favorite, much so. Isn't it? Yeah, so we, we've yeah. taken quite a bit of money in that Eureka market already on on ravishing and catch a wave. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and then I think slot holders are going to be paying particular attention to this race as well, Amanda. Going, um, well, I've still got to find a horse. Who am I? You know, who who are the likely suspects? coming out of this race yeah well I think as you mentioned leap to fame is an obvious one and his owner Kevin Seymour has one of the slots so yeah. you think you pretty pretty much think he's locked yes, in yes yes all if all is well with the horse there so yeah no there's plenty there will be plenty of eyes but uh yeah it's it's uh you know there's obviously an age restriction on the eureka as well so yeah. that's yeah yeah so I think it'll be in September too, Paul. Like a lot can happen oh, between can happen. now and then. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh well, that was fascinating. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So did I. I. I'm sure it won't be the won't be the the last time that we're trying to trying to break down this race, Amanda, over the the next few days, trying to work out exactly how this is going to going to play out. You know, again, I, we we threw plenty of darts, and I don't think we landed on who the leader is and who the winner might be, and. Who the value is and all that, yeah, you know, no, it's, that's uh, the beauty of this race. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, I'm honestly really looking forward to it and particularly, you know, just ha- where, where these people, where they're all going to love in the first few hundred metres. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Amanda and I are going to keep bugging Andrew over the next few days and uh, getting the latest moves on the markets because, you know, we, we think the, the dial might move a little bit over the next few days and if it doesn't, well, that, that in itself is a story as well if, if – you know, the status quo is maintained based on these these fixed-price markets that you'll find at TAB at the moment. As I said, the uh, the Miracle Mile Hub, that's the place where you want to get to uh, when it opens in, in a few days' time because, you know, there's going to be some great options. And it's always fun getting involved in those exotics too. You know, the, the it throws out all those what-ifs. You know, what if this happens or the, you know, I, I don't know what you're going to have, but the, maybe some head-to-heads or that type of thing. You know, one horse to beat another is always always intriguing um, to, to look at it from a punter's lens through that as well. So I hope that's helped you out, guys, uh, to everyone listening out. And if it didn't, uh, keep listening to the sprint lane over the, over the next few days because the plan is uh, we're going we're gonna to continue talking about it. We'll have the Tuesday show with Freddie and, and, and Jess and we'll, we'll break it down even more. But then as the horses go into retention, we'll actually get some of the connections. I'm, I, I've already spoken to Kate Gath and she intends coming on and we, we'll talk through the, the chances of, uh, of catch a wave later in the week as well. So keep an ear out for that. But uh, Andrew, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for giving up that. And I know you're going to be busy over the next few days with this race in particular. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul and Amanda. It's, uh, it's great to be talking harness racing once again. Absolutely. Amanda, uh, 
Excellent as always. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Analysis. All right, to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you again next time on The Sprint Lane. <laughs>